Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 5 Information Podcast. You're listening to a double league segment. We are going to do a season preview for Serie A and Bundesliga. My name is Alex Karabatsis. I'll be your host for today. I'm joined by Anthony and Tommy. Say what's up, boys. What's Gucci? So uh, for our Serie A preview, we're going to start with that one, and Anthony's going to give us a very detailed uh, preview for the season that's going to start uh, this weekend coming up. Yes, sir. Anthony, I'll let you take the floor. It's a new season, and we're still breathing. All right, so we'll start with City A. Top six predictions for me. Uh, surprise, surprise, Juve number one, winning the 10th Scudetto in a row. That's what's going to happen this year. You heard it here first. Second, uh, it's going to be very tight again. Um, I believe Inter's going to finish second. Um, I also believe Atalanta will finish third, Milan fourth. That's going to be very tight between those two teams, between third and fourth. Uh, Napoli fifth and Lazio to get that final spot. Roma, I don't believe they're going to edge out, and I'll explain why when I get into them. We'll start off off the bat with Juve. Um, it's Juventus. They're always going to be a serious contendo- contender for the title. Um, it'll be interesting to see because we hired a new manager, right? New manager with zero managerial experience, but he is one of the best midfielders to ever play the game. He has one of the best soccer IQs to ever play the game, um, along with being the most well-respected man, not only across the soccer world, but in all sports as well. Super well-respected. So I'm very excited for this season for Juve because they're going to... Pirlo is teaching the squad a style that I love very much, a style where it's possession game, and when you do lose possession, you're pressing to make sure you get that ball back, which is a style that I've never seen Juve play in my... Uh, amount of years that I've been watching them. So I'm very excited for that. Um, the players are going to kill for Pirlo, uh, for Pirlo and um, they're ready to go above and beyond for them, for him. Uh, and also each other on the pitch. I'm assuming he's going to teach them to respect each other and just give it your all, give it your heart like he did throughout his career because uh, football is more than just a game. So I'm very curious to see how also Arthur, specifically one of our new acquisitions, He's going to play under him, how he distributes the ball and transitions the game to the offense. Um, At the moment, since we're not signing any mids, at the moment he's probably going to be our new quarterback since Pjanic is now gone. So I hope he can gel that mid together. Also, we also signed Weston McKinney, a nice 22-year-old American from Schalke. Um, Low risk, high reward, cheap buy, no problem. I have no issues with that. Pirlo purchased him, I believe, specifically for the playing style that he's looking to ingrain into Juventus, because apparently his work ethic is, like, unreal. Um, so that high press, get the ball back when you lose possession. So I'm curious to see what he's gonna, whether or not he's going to start or not, or if he's going to come off the bench. I think he's going to gradually uh, get his starting spot on his own by earning it. So I'm very uh, excited for that. The number nine, still a question mark at the moment. Suarez... Who knows how many exams this guy has to do. So he probably has to write an exam for not biting people too. So um, we're looking at Zeko as well. At the moment, it's very close for Miller to join Roma. So it's looking more and more likely that Zeko is going to join Juve in the end, which I'm really not down, man. He's 34 years old. His salary is super high for a guy that, yes, it's going to be a short-term buy, but he's very one-dimensional. He's an aerial threat. 
he'll put the ball in in the six yard, but I don't really see him linking up with Ronaldo and and, uh, and Dybala and then the others, but I hope he proves me wrong. And it's pretty ironic, too, that we're losing one Bosnian for another. It's, uh, but uh, Forza Juve, get the 10th one in a row, boys, this season. On to the next. Uh, by the way, before we move on to Inter, actually, is there any points that you guys want to mention about Juve? What do you think that's going to happen with them? Yeah, plain and simple. You're number nine. Makikats. <laughs> Hurry Maki- up and get one. Yo, for real, man. There's two weeks left. And this is coming from a, a fucking Tottenham fan, and I'm saying Makikats to Juve. Because usually you guys get shit done quick. Yeah. I, I don't agree on getting Zeko because you, you said to yourself, you want to get a young team and adding a 34-year-old striker would not be good. Getting Milik, on the other hand, who's in his mid-20s, that'd be a better option. But like you said, Romar close to signing Seal delivered this deal. But yeah, that's all I got to say on Juve. I'm still going to back them because even though other teams are improving, it seems like Juve always get it done somehow. I don't care that it's Pirlo's first year. Somehow this organization has a winning mentality. And it says all by itself, nine years in a row winning the league. So I don't doubt them getting the 10th win in a row. Uh, I disagree. I think that uh, Zeko is going to be, uh, or he's going to slot right in nicely. Because he is a proven goal scorer in Serie A, I feel like it's not going to take him long to settle in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's going to take his spot in on that, that number nine slot, no problem. And uh, you guys need uh, a poacher like him. And 100%. I think it's, it's been said before by many fans of Juve as well. Uh, and I think that with Deco there, uh, you guys are going to get that with him. So I really believe that if he does go to Juve, then you guys are going uh, to be okay with him. Uh, I also agree that they're going to win uh, the Scudetto again. Um, Inter, they look nice, but I still think Juventus is going to get it done. Pilo there, uh, first, first year as a coach. But uh, with the boys that he's brought in and the guys he already has there, uh, I really believe that they're going to give their all for him uh, and, uh, and win that Scudetto for him. I hope so too. Um, and Zeko, I mean, if he does come, I mean, yeah, Serie A is one thing. He's definitely going to kill it. There's no doubt in my mind. But if he can have that same goal-scoring prowess in, in uh, UCL as well, which is my concern and what our objective is, I guess we'll, we'll wait and see. Um, Next team I'm going to discuss, who I believe is going to fall short under Juve once again. They finished one point behind Juve last year into Milan. If it's not Juve that's going to win, it's definitely going to be them, to be all honest. In all honesty with you guys, um, I don't see any other team surpassing those two. Um, step one for Inter was locking down Conte. They had a big meeting and they got him locked down. And right away he was um, already active. They were bolstering their squad even more. Um, by acquiring Ashraf Hakimi, incredible signing, arguably top three right backs in the world right now. Easily had a tremendous campaign with Dortmund and will flourish as well under under Conte, who plays a similar style with Dortmund, similar formation, where he'll be as a wing back and he'll be have that freedom to go up and down as he pleases and contribute to the uh, the attack as he pleases as well. Another interesting signing too, they got Kolarov, uh, who will probably slot in as a center back too and take all the free uh, kicks take all the free kicks yes yeah, so they have a few options there um you can slot in that center back because i believe Godin is on the verge of leaving uh you can also play left back like he has for the majority of his career as well so it's uh he's, he's, he's older he's on the older side he can provide that leadership too so there's no problem there um a great decision on their end for 
permanently signing Stefano Sensi and Barella uh, from their loan deals. Sensi coming from Sassuolo and Barella from Cagliari. Locked them down. They're two key, key players. Unfortunately, Sensi had an injury for the majority of last year, so we didn't, you guys didn't see the true colors of him, but Sensi is a real special guy, and we're hope, hopefully for him he stays healthy. But Barella, you guys, you guys saw what he's capable of. He's, he's a nice center mid to have. So we'll keep in mind. We'll see those. We'll see those two uh, how they pan out. And as well, what my main concern is as to why they will finish second is that, as per the previous years, the pattern has been they start off strong, they're performing, but they're not able to stay consistent throughout the entire season. And towards the latter half, like we saw last year, they started dropping points. They started tying against weaker sides, losing also as well. And just to give you an example, they finished with 10 ties last year. So you can't, even just half of those, they would have won the Scudetto. If they would have yeah. ended up getting the dubs for those, only a handful of those ties. So that's the main focus is to get that consistently in check. And by getting all these players, locking down Sanchez as well, forgiving those uh, players that those breaks by having that, that uh, rotational options available to them now, Fatigue won't be an issue now. That'll be a non-excuse at all. Uh, not that it was used from before, but just to add on to my point that they have the pieces available. Hopefully, they're all in it to win it. We'll see what happens. And I like last year, uh, Lukaku and Martinez will be the key components. If they perform the same way as last year, they have a great chance of winning it all. Um, so we'll see what they do. And I think Lukaku's going to get just as many, maybe even more goals just by adding Hakimi on the wing as a wing back. Maybe. I find he's going to feed him direct balls, accurate balls, and Lukaku, you know what he does. He finishes in the box. So I find he's going to have the same season or maybe even better just by adding Hakimi. Yeah. Smartest choice by Conte. Very smart. Yeah. And now we have a whole uh, season with Christian Eriksen as well to see how he develops under Conte. Yeah. Uh, he's now he's, he has a feel of a Serie A right now, mm -hmm. so he, he can be a key factor as well with distributing yeah. the ball to uh, Mo and Schmo over there. Um, yeah, Lukaku had a career year. Yeah. 34 goals at all comps, tying uh, Ronaldo Nazario's record. So he has to be on his game as well. I'm not too sure if you want to add anything to uh, Inter. What do you think about them? Uh, I agree. The, they'll finish second. But if they were to win, the difference maker would easily be Hakimi. Yeah. Uh, because of how strong he is on that side and what he brings to that tactic system, uh, as long as he stays healthy, though. Yeah. So if he can stay healthy throughout the entire season, uh, I can really see them pushed on, like pushed on for the title. Uh, but yeah, that that would be for me the difference maker for Inter winning. I agree. I agree, one hundred percent. And uh, who I think, like I mentioned before, was going to finish third, Atalanta. Boys, what a year they had, man! Last year, uh, they're most. By far the most entertaining team to watch. Gasparini had his men played at a high energy, high press, the 3-4-1-2. Um, multiple players on their team scored 15-plus goals, so it was amazing to watch. I think they're going to finish around the same uh, position as well, third place. They're keeping the majority of their team. They lost only Timothy Castang to Leicester. Uh, they brought in Miranchuk and Juve loaned out Christian Romero, who's a center back. So uh, some, they're still proactive. They still mm -hmm. want to compete for that Scudetto, and also Champions League now. They're going to be in Champions League again. Uh, they almost shocked the world by uh, being minutes away from beating PSG oh and uh, PSG choking once again, but they didn't. So uh, they're going to be definitely exciting this year as well. So let's go Atalanta. And 
West, but honestly, between third and fourth, it's be like I said, it's be very tight. So I wouldn't be surprised as AC Milan somehow overthrows their yeah. Bergamo uh, rivals. They made a nice acquisition of signing the potentially a generational talent of Sandro Tonali. Uh, Inter really shot the bed there, going after a 33 a 33-year-old Vidal instead, which they haven't signed yet, but very close to being signed, sealed, and delivered. Tonali, what can I say? He's a mix of Pirlo's elegance and and Gattuso's uh, brutal, aggress- aggressive game. So it was an A-plus signing on them. Yeah. It's a childhood team, so it was a no-brainer for him to uh, get it done. They have a, a nice prospect pool ahead of them. So even from, uh, besides being a Milanista fan throughout his life, they have a nice project up and coming. Cassier, Benacer, Leal, uh, Romagnoli, Theo Hernandez, etc. Rebic mm-hmm. signed a permanent deal as well. So the way they finished off last year with Zlatan's guidance, which A-plus on their part for locking him down as well, they're going to be looking towards his leadership to lead the way. Pioli as well, doing a great job in that second half of the season to have everyone really be in tune with his system, and they're going to continue uh, under his uh, guidance as well. It's a real Milan rejuvenation, Milan reawakening, if you will. So it's going to be very exciting to watch them as well, and Zlatan definitely won't accept anybody being lethargic on that field, so they're all going to bring their A-game. I'm not too sure if you guys want to Bring up any oh. points for AC Milan this year? I've been praising this team for the last half of last season. I find their project, what they're doing now, everyone gelling, everyone wanting to play for the manager. Having Zlatan lock in another year just shows the team that he wants to win. And I'm just so happy that they're finally living up to their AC Milan name because yep. we all saw that the first half of last season, not to be harsh, but they were a joke of a league. And the past couple of years, they've been really towards the mid-table, top table. But now they're going back to their dominant ways that they were from back then. And I'm so happy for them, happy for the organization, happy for Milan. Their, their fans have something to look forward to this season. Like Anthony said, they did great signings. They locked in Ibra. They have a solid goalkeeper. I'm happy for them, and they're going to have a great season. And I have them actually slotting in at third in Syria this season. And Atalanta fourth. So one thing about Atlanta that I wanted to bring up before I get into my AC Milan bit. Uh, so Atlanta, they got rid of Timothy Castagne. And uh, when they when they finished their Champions League campaign, uh, Hans Hattebor uh, announced that he wanted to leave or that he was ready for a new challenge. But the fact that they got rid of Timothy Castagne tells me that maybe they had a conversation with Hans and kind of told him, you know, maybe stay and uh, let's try again. Because uh, I haven't heard news about him since. So they have more or less the same team. Uh, don't forget, they also, um, or sorry, they got back uh, Ilicic from his personal leave too. So I could definitely see Atalanta finishing third, uh, and I have high hopes for that for them. Um, also, for AC Milan, uh, again, you guys brought up some great points for them, and I really agree with all of them. Um, they have a great team. Uh, I really, I'm a huge fan of Teo Hernandez, and I think he's a very strong uh, left back, mm-hmm. uh, and he's very dangerous on that side. Uh, they are, they have a lot of depth. I like the Tonali grab as well. And I think, um, like you said, generational talent. We can see another peeler on our hands. Uh, and I think that's exactly what AC Milan needed. Yeah. To revamp their, their restart, their reawakening, like I mentioned before, 100%. Uh, 
that's why I'm I'm really admiring that that vision of going through youth now uh, to you know start off young, just get a restart going, you know, develop these players, and they went after Brahim Diaz as well on loan. I'm not too sure if it's a buyback in there or not, but good on them as well. They're looking at Bakayoko decrease that depth too. So uh, honestly, I'm very happy for them. And uh, just the one quick thing about Brahim Diaz, he went from. Uh, City, Real, and now AC. So he's trying to find his his spot in the lineup. Uh, and I really think at yeah. AC, mm-hmm. if we're going to compare for all three teams, and he has the best chance there to grab a spot. Yeah. And I think he can do it. That spot is his. I don't see anybody really replacing him at the moment no. uh, between Rebic and Kahanugu, depending where they slot everybody. I'm not too sure what Piolo, uh, Pioli has in mind. Uh, but uh, we'll move on to another... One of the top six teams, which I think is going to finish underneath those two Bergamo sides, which is Napoli, I think it's going to finish fifth. Not much to say about Napoli. They haven't made really any signings other than uh, Victor Ossiman, 24-year-old Nigerian from Lille, on a record fee of 80 mil. That's including add-ons. Um, Gattuso guided that team from a real shit show at the beginning with mm-hmm. under Ancelotti. He brought them in tune with each other. They're meshing well. They had a, a solid ending to the season with winning the Coppa Italia against Juve because uh, they were very lazy and demotivated before. So they're going to prove a lot, of teams, a lot of teams wrong, a lot of people wrong. So keep an eye on Napoli next year. Uh, lastly, uh, Lazio. Simone Inzaghi's Bianco Saletti had a remarkable season last year overall, but they were inconsistent towards the end. The restart really fucked them uh, big time. Um, basically, they, re- they haven't really purchased any major signings this transfer window at the moment. They got a backup striker, uh, Vedad Miroki, if I pronounce that properly, who's looking to share some minutes with Immobile because the guy needs a, needs a break after uh, 36 <laughs> goals last year. I don't know what you find. Yeah. So, Just a bit. Honestly, I think they're going to perform not as well as last year, to be honest with you. I think because of how well the other teams are preparing for this season and how many uh, acquisitions they're getting, they might be on that short side. We never know. They also brought in Pepe Reina to provide them with some locker room guidance. Not getting David Silva was very tough for them because that would have been a huge signing for them because the man could still play. But hopefully they prove me wrong and we'll see what happens with them. Not too sure if you guys want to add any points for, uh, for Lazio. No, I think no. you said it. I said everything. For the Roma fans, sorry. I mean, you guys have a nice pool of players as well. Veritut, Perez, Mkhitaryan, bringing them back was fantastic. Signing Pedro was amazing as well. But I don't think you guys are going to compete with that top six. They're way too strong at the moment. It's going to be a super interesting year this year, boys. I'm super excited and I can't wait to watch it with you guys. Perfect, sir. Is that it for, I think, for City? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, so we're going to move on to our Bundesliga uh, section of the segment. Uh, it's not going to be as detailed. No. Uh, but uh, let's get into it because we have a couple things we want to discuss. Yeah. So go for it, So Tom. first off, I just want to get this powerhouse team out of the way, Bayern Munich. I find they got even stronger than they did last season by adding Leroy Sané on the left wing. So look for many goals from Leroy Sané, Lewandowski, and Nabry on the right. I find that team just going to be just as dominant. And I don't see them losing many game, and might be not even any if they keep that that, that dominant side on them. 
I find to have a dominated season. Now, at second place, I have Dortmund playing there. I find Dortmund are going to be strong. I know they lost Hakimi, but they replaced him with Mounier, and I find Mounier is going to do a good job on that side. And I'm happy that they're going to keep Sancho, which that's why I have him at second place. And I'm happy that they're just keeping all of those forwards intact. And it's just going to help Haaland be just as dominant by having that assist man like Sancho right behind him. So I have them at second. I don't know if you want to add anything about Dortmund. One thing I want to add about Dortmund is just keep you, keep your eye on uh, Giovanni Reina. That's all I'm going to say. Want to go into that or just Not even. keep an eye on him? Just That's keep, a one to watch. On he's a one to watch because if he gets a lot of playing time this year, mm-hmm. um, he's going to really make a name for himself because not yeah. many people know about him. Yeah. He's about 16, 17 years old. But uh, Lucien Favre really likes him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really think that if he gets... Uh, maybe not a starting role because that's going to be very tough to crack for the starting uh, for for the season. Mm-hmm. Sorry, uh, but you're going to see him a lot in terms of how he's going to sub in, depending on who's playing, who they're playing against, yeah. and uh, just watch out for him. Yeah, and to have anything to add on uh, Borussia Dortmund? No, I think uh, they're going to definitely rely on their attack to get the job done. Mm-hmm. They might get a decent amount of goals scored against them, but as long as the the front get the job done oh, yeah. and put in more than the uh, concede then mm-hmm. they have no problem yeah that's a that's a good point because yeah. uh the defense it's not that i'm not i don't want to use the word garbage but like you could use it like you could <laughs> you can make some additions to it you know what yeah, i mean yeah so maybe one more center back that can really bolster that backside yeah uh like you said M- munier was a very good signing to mm-hmm. replace akimi because he, he's played that side for many years yeah, yeah. with psg yeah and he succeeded in that side. Mm-hmm. Like I said many times before, he's just not that fast. No. So it's going to be more of like a, a slowed down game on that side. Yeah. But I find that's why I want to praise Dortmund a lot, but I can't really because, like I said, the whole season they could score five but concede four. And for that, you can't go up against a powerhouse team like Bayern. So that's why I find they're going to go second, not a close second. Not, like not, it's not gonna be a race for one and two. I find Bayern's gonna run away with it, but Dortmund's gonna seal that second slot, just because of two players for me. It's just Sancho and Haaland. You're also basing that fact on the fact that you think that they're all gonna stay healthy throughout yeah, the entire exactly. season. Because don't forget, Bayern, they can slip up and have a, an injury here and there, and that might yeah. affect some of their games, right? Yeah. So you're basing it on the fact that if they're healthy, like eighty like percent yeah. of the season, they're gonna win. Right? Like you, like you said, the uh, last season, a healthy Bayern's a strong Bayern. So if these guys stay healthy. I don't see them losing any game. I find it really tough for them. And to move on to the third place team that I have is uh, Mönchengladbach. I know you guys are probably shocked that I'm not putting RB Leipzig, but I find Mönchengladbach last season were very solid. They had first place locked, lo- locked and loaded for majority of the season until Bayern woke up and said, hold my beer, let me take over now. But I find, I find Mönchengladbach third place. They haven't really changed the team much, but they didn't have to. I find they have a solid team to compete. I don't know if you guys have any thought on much in Globak. Uh, I like that pick at third because because uh, normally I would have put Leipzig there, mm-hmm. but Leipzig lost uh, Timo Werner this summer, and uh, even though I love Yannick Poulsen, mm-hmm. uh, there might be times where they're going to be missing a yeah. Timo Werner superstar on yeah. the team, yeah. uh, and that might bite them in the ass towards the end of the season. Um, and Munch and Gladbach, they didn't really change anything on their squad. No. They still have uh, a great one-two punch in uh, Marcus Turam and uh, Alassane Plea. And uh, those guys are going to come swinging again. Very so solid. I, I really like that pick at third. Yeah. Anthony? 
No, well said. I think you summed it up. I mean, they're definitely rely on Playa and to ram the most. Triori mm-hmm. uh, is also a very solid player and her man as well. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if I mean if they want to compete for the top, you need to purchase players, right? So yeah. And at fourth place, moving on from Mönchengladbach, at fourth place I have RB Leipzig. I know they dropped off from what they were supposed to be, but if they got, but if they kept Warner, I would have put them probably third. But losing them, that's why I have a question for you. Do you find if now that they lost Timo Warner, do you see them really being as dominant or anywhere near top four? Or do you have them dropping to like fifth or sixth? No, I still see them in a. They can still compete for top four. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like some of the players that they they bought either if it was last year or the year before. Danny Olmo, uh, he's going to be a big name in Bundesliga. The, the the second he starts getting settled in, yeah. and don't forget he was he was bought in January of last year. Uh, so he came in mid-season and he took over a bit that uh, that spot that Forsberg uh, used to have. And now he's going to have a full season under Leipzig with his coach, Julian Nagelsmann. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really believe that Danny Olmo is going to be a focal point to their success this season. Yeah. I agree. He's definitely going to be a key point to their, to their success. And uh, I mean, now it's it's a time to adapt. You're no longer relying on one individual to, to put the ball in the net. Mm-hmm. So this is where this is the chance for Sabitzer and Poulsen to reveal the true colors, take the reins, and score as a community. Not only yeah. them two, but the rest as well. Mm-hmm. You can rely on him. You don't have a thirty-plus goal scorer on your team anymore. So you gotta you gotta share the load at that point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's why I find they're gonna be good, but not good enough to be top three. Like I don't see them that's, surpassing much in global. That's fair. Don't forget, uh, Timo scored twenty-eight goals. Yeah. So where are you going to get that? That's a big chunk of their success. They got to share the load at that point. Yeah. And and another thing about RB Leipzig that we didn't mention, that they locked and loaded Angelino. So now he's officially an RB Leipzig player, which I find is very solid for them. At least they locked him down. I'm a bit upset because I would have liked him at City. Uh, We were were missing a left back, and uh, for some reason, Mendy can't stay healthy. Zinchenko is not a left back, uh, and uh, I would have loved Angelino, but I, I can tell that he's happy there because he, I'm sure he forced the move as well, uh, and he's getting playing time. There's nobody else there that can take up that spot because Klosterman, or I think it's Klosterman, he moved down to center back now. Yeah. They're playing a 3-5-2, and Angelino's left spot is his, mm-hmm. so it's a no-brainer for me that he went there because of the playing time. Yeah, He's a young guy. He wants to play with his... Uh, he has all kinds of potential. Mm-hmm. And uh, he wants to reach that. So why not go there? Yeah. And to move on from uh, RB Leipzig, I have fifth place. I have Schalke. Not much to say about Schalke. I find they were up and down. It was a roller coaster season. But I find they have a good team to gel, to secure that fifth spot. And yeah. I The only reason I disagree is because they lost their best player this summer to Juve Weston, in Weston McKinney. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also saw a, a very strong rumor that they're lo- they might lose their second best player in Amine uh, Harit. Uh, he might go to uh, Serie A. So for me, if you're losing your two best, uh, if you're losing your two best players, it's not going to look good for the season. Um, I'm actually putting them maybe below tenth. I would say between tenth and fifteenth. I really don't see them. Oh wow! Yeah, I don't see them doing that well this season. I'll be honest. So who do you have uh, put into that fifth spot? So what did you, I said? So Bayern, Dortmund, uh, Mönchengladbach, Leipzig, and then fifth place I would put. Uh, I could. I'm gonna put Leverkusen. I. I they. They lost yeah. Kai Havertz, but I. St- and they lost Valland as well. Yeah. 
but I still believe, for some odd reason, I just have this feeling that they can still lock down that fifth place. The, the only reason why I didn't put Leverkusen fifth and I put them sixth is because the same reasons you're bringing up for Schalke, that they lost their offensive flair in Kai Havertz, Voland, and they're on the verge of losing Leon Bailey. So I find those are three of their key components to their success. I know they added Schick, who scored a goal in their preseason game. But I don't find it enough to to compete for top five. But we'll see. It's a long season. We don't know what happens. Just to let you know, no one thought much of Gladbach would be anything to what they were last season. So Bundesliga is looking very good this year. But yeah, so I have uh, Leverkusen at six for that. Did you want to add anything? I, I actually have Leverkusen a bit higher than that. I have them at fourth. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, because uh, I think Schick is also another one to watch too because... He didn't start a lot of games when he was at Leipzig. Yep. Uh, but when he did, he converted at oh, least one out of the three games. You know what I mean? So yeah. keep an eye on him. He's young. He's, uh, he's had a lot of promise. That's why Juve went after him originally. He failed a medical, but it doesn't matter. Um, so keep an eye on him. He's, uh, he's definitely going to be a leader, a new leader on that team. Like you mentioned, two other top guns left. Mm-hmm. But they still have some um, solid pieces on that team between Leon Bailey and et cetera. So it's to be interesting to watch for Bundesliga this year. Yeah, absolutely. So now that we've made our top six predictions, I want to say for goal-scoring race, I find this season is going to be hectic with Lewandowski and Haaland going head-to-head. Now that Haaland's going to have a full season, a full-fit season, I see uh, him and Lewandowski going butting heads all Throughout the season, I, I really believe if it's going to be Haaland's year, I think he's going to take that goal scoring uh, title this year. Erling, I, I'm still going to back up my boy Schluin, but uh, <laughs> and and also I find Leroy Sane and Nabri are going to be going up against Haaland, Sancho, and Thorgan Hazard. I find those three are going to be top of the list when you talk about stats. So it's going to be a great season to look ahead of. Yeah, definitely uh, Sancho, Nabri, and Sani because they're, they're similar players. Yeah, yeah. And the way they produce, and t- it, whether it's goals or assists, they just rack up those numbers on either yeah, side. Yeah. And, and if, if Sani can stay healthy this year, yeah, uh, it's going to be nice. It's going to be nice to see. And all I got to say is, for you guys who don't understand, that left side of Bayern is Leroy Sani up top and Alfonso Davies left back. So that left side is all speed and skill, which that's what I'm looking forward to this Friday when they face off against Schalke. I'm looking forward to see that left side. And I find Alfonso Davies is going to have a career year again, but I think he's going to bolster up his stats a bit more this season. That's a very fair point. I like that. That's good. And if anything, to add on uh, Bayern, Dortmund, anybody? Bayern, no. Um, I think I agree. I think Alfonso is going to contribute more to the attack. I think mm-hmm. his confidence now is a lot higher. And uh, it's going to be a lot higher than last year, obviously, yeah. after winning CL and mm-hmm. uh, the treble. So, by the way, EA Sports FIFA, oh. for giving him and a fucking 81 overall. Two of them. But who makes these ratings, though? I'm, surprised. No I'm, I'm actually really happy you brought that up because yeah. uh, in, in the game, they didn't even put him as a top 20 fullback. It's a joke, bro. It doesn't make sense I at think, all, man. I think all of us here could, could agree that... He's the best left back in the world right now. I don't know if you guys have anybody else in mind. I don't think he deserves an 81. I think whoever chooses these overalls are crackheads. And <laughs> fix your game. Stop having these fat losers with Cheeto fingers picking. Oh, he's going to be an 81. 
Watch the game and you'll understand his dominance, you bunch of idiots. And the fact that you have Omri Khan as a better shot than Sancho, right here. And take a second one to call me in the morning. <laughs> I don't know if you had anything else to add on this league. Uh, I think we can end Anthony it with heated that. me up with this FIFA talk. I think we could end it with that. So uh, thank you everybody for listening to the double segment. Um, don't forget to check us out or check out the other segments as well. Uh, and when you have a chance, please subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, YouTube, and Apple. Uh, also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Insta, and Facebook at 51 Formation. Thank you for listening as always and have a good one. Follow. Ciao, guys.